This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there and thank you for downloading the Property Today podcast from the 28th of November. And as ever, I was joined by Mohamed Alwadia, the wolf of real estate, who took your questions on everything property related. He gave us his views on some of the top stories making the headlines, including that new 100 kilometre trekking path around the desert and the impacts of the new passenger rail link on housing projects in Fajera. And we found out how you can make your home more eco-friendly with the environmental expert Tatiana Antonelli from the social enterprise company Goombook. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Well, that happened very quickly. Welcome back to the show. And welcome to our special segment on real estate. It is time for Property Today. We do it every single Monday at 11 a.m. And as always, it is fantastic to have the famous Mohamed Alwadia, the wolf of real estate, in ha- the studio. Happy to be here every week. And what a beautiful way to start uh, the week with we such do. a beautiful energy here. We start you with a bang, don't we? Because you do one of the Arab radio stations as well, and then you come and do us. You're just a busy bee uh, answering lots of people's questions. Needless to say, uh, anything you want to ask Mahanid, he literally knows everything to do with every element of property. So whether you're buying, whether you're renting, whether you're a landlord, whether you want to buy off-plan, on-plan, in the UAE, outside the UAE, whether you want to buy one little tiny apartment or a mm. massive penthouse. Yeah. Yeah, you're ready. Even <laughs> even if you want to buy land and build it, uh, anything related to property management, valuation, just send us your questions. Send us your questions. <laughs> 4001 is the text. I need a coffee. Uh, if I'm forgetting the <laughs> phone numbers, you know I need a coffee. Uh, or WhatsApp 04871 Now, there is so much property news for Mahanad to get his teeth into this morning. Uh, yes. Loads of new developments have been announced. There's been one down on the island, as I like to call it, down yeah. by Caesars Palace. Blue yes. Waters. Uh, there's also uh, news of landlords being a bit naughty, trying to to fudge their sort of the the rent because everyone wants to. You know that's actually happened in my community, so I've seen a yeah. bit of that. It's happening everywhere. Yeah, unfortunately. yeah. Yes. So we're going to discuss that as well. Uh, plus the impact of a new rail, the new rail link on Fajera. But let's start first of all with. Um, I'm trying to pick which one to go with first. I think we should go for the DIFC <laughs> sure. because that's always traditionally been a, a sort of office, an apartment, an office sort of location. Correct. It's more of a corporate uh, hub. For, yes. It's a free zone basically for financial institutions uh, and it uh, has been uh, doing extremely well, a global landmark uh, hosting uh, some of the largest uh, firms, um, I would say, in the world there, um, definitely in the region as well. And uh, it also hosts um, real estate investment trusts uh, that, you know, oh, the REITs yeah, are the REITs oh, I didn't that, know that were established there. Um, so it's a fantastic hub. And the news now that they're expanding, actually, the plan was announced in 2021 and they're continuing to expand, which is very justified because there's a lot of demand in that area as a location. It's very central, um, just at the heart of, uh, you know, uh, Dubai on Sheikh Zayed Road, uh, close to downtown uh, Business Bay. Uh, so I'm, I'm not surprised about the news, but it's great now that they have launched or, or introduced residential uh, projects, which I think will do very well because uh, 
traditionally or universally, people love to uh, live close to where they work. Yeah. Um, can you imagine <laughs> how convenient? You know, if your office, you, you know, you can literally, you know, live, work and play. Yeah. Fantastic restaurants there. Yes. You could literally stay in one tiny little, not even a square kilometre. You could literally stay in a square half kilometre <laughs> and your entire life could revolve around that small area very easily. Which is great news, I think, for, yeah. uh, for everyone who, who's working there or planning to open up a company there. So the expansion is due for completion at the end of next year, yeah. uh, the launch of DIFC Living and Innovation 2, which will include more than 170 residential units. Uh, so fascinating stuff. That's very interesting indeed. Another development that has just opened up are apartments on Blue Waters Island. Yes. Remember I was telling you we there oh. are... There are rumors that they're building there again. A, I love when you say rumors. You mean, you'd be basically, Mohammed means he knows, but he can't say yet. Yeah, so next time he says rumors, just go, oh, it's happening. Exactly. <laughs> it's, but look, it's a fantastic uh, development. I always say people don't buy or rent properties. They buy or rent the lifestyle. And Blue Waters is all about that. Whoever goes there, they'll agree with me. It's a beautiful development by Miraz. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always do, actually. All their, uh, all their communities, they just are so full of life and energy and very unique attractions. They have the Ain Dubai there. They have uh, a lot of uh, nice museums, restaurants, uh, hotels. And um, you sort of look back on the marina, which means you get that great view of, of sort of out at looking back at Dubai, which I think seems to be the new drive now. Which is which is beautiful because people love you know the the, the Dubai uh, like landscape and scenery at night with the lights and yeah. you know and the city that never sleeps. So it's it's amazing, and I think it's a great opportunity because a lot of people when. I remember when Blue Waters was first launched, a lot of people were hesitant to buy there and then suddenly just got sold out. Yeah. A lot of people were like, I wish I bought a property there or an apartment there. Guess what? They have the chance to do it right now. And it's just at the right time uh, with what's happening right now in Dubai uh, and the huge demand and the influx of people coming to settle down or invest in Dubai. This represents a truly amazing opportunity. So the launch will be happening early December. Mm-hmm. I suggest whoever is interested, don't wait because they're going to have very limited stocks. Just get in touch with Miraz and just try to get one of those apartments. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It, I have to say it looks good. It says pay 20% to book and there's a five years payment plan. They do look lovely. I mean, you can either choose. It looks like you can either choose to look out to see. The great thing about the Blue Waters Island that I've always liked, especially if you're at the Caesars Palace Hotel, is that nearly everywhere else and nearly every single other hotel, you've got, you're looking at construction or more buildings. Yes. Whereas if you're on that island, you're looking out at sea. sea. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't look like they're going to build in front of it either. No. Like so, you feel like you're far enough yeah. out. It's, it's very well planned. And this is what makes, this is what differentiates, you know, a great master developer from just normal developers. You know, yeah. they, they promise and they deliver. Mm. Um, truly amazing lifestyles. Yeah, it does look cool, I have to say. If you didn't want to go for that sort of premium option, what's interesting is up in some of the other Emirates, places like Fajera, they've just launched their first sustainable villa project. It's got 80 homes. Um, It's called the Nazim Al-Bahar Villas. Mm -hmm. And the suggestion is that it's going to be very close to Etihad Rail. And and obviously that is a big... uh, That's a very big project and extremely promising project that will connect all the Emirates together um, and it's definitely going to have a very positive impact on real estate prices that are, you know, in close proximity to it. It's just very similar to what we've witnessed here with the metro. Wherever we have a metro station based on research, properties there demand a premium of 
between 8 to 12%, especially commercial properties. So people love to, you know... Oh, how close do you have to be to get that premium? Uh, Is it walkable uh, distance? Ideally walkable distance, okay. yes. Yeah. Um, bit like the tube in London. That's what we yeah, got used exactly. to. Yeah, exactly. It's like the tube in London. So yeah. historically, this has been a great thing. With the rail, we're going to, you know, hopefully see the same uh, outcome. So any project that's launched close to, you know, uh, the rail way or the metro stations will definitely demand a premium. Uh, I think overall there is a demand uh, in the Northern Emirates in general, especially after COVID. A lot of people started appreciating having a holiday home or uh, to go to for a staycation. Um, and yeah, definitely it's going to be a very interesting opportunity as well for people who are you know looking for a holiday home. Uh, in the Northern Emirates. Yeah, they look sweet. They're 80 townhouses. They look very, you know, a really lovely sort of first home for a family. They, they look great, actually. I'm just looking at them now. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, you know I, I, I use these opportunities to, yeah, to house hunt, yeah. basically. Um, and I suppose with um, uh, I, the fact that they're sustainable, obviously, that's a new buzzword right now. Oddly yes. enough, a little bit later in the programme, we are going to be joined by an environmental expert, Tatiana Antonelli. She's from a company called Goombook, and she's going to tell us a bit more about sustainable Excellent. Uh, properties. I'm all for sustainable developments because it's the, the best way to ensure that you're getting the best returns on your investment, believe it or not. Other people think it's just nice a nice gimmick to have like uh, sustainability or a green development. But no, it also impacts your returns. Really interesting stuff. So another, I mean, it, literally this, this, bit that we do now looking at all the news stories has basically just become almost an announcement of the various different developments that yeah. are happening and around the UAE. Uh, and yeah. You know what? Just from a demand point of view, uh, yesterday I read a piece of news uh, in terms of numbers. Until October, Dubai transactions have achieved a record uh, number, which equals the two last years combined together just wow. in 10 months. <laughs> So, oh 20, so 20, 2022 is definitely a record year. It is so hot right now, though. You <laughs> and get it's going to only get better, by the way. A lot of people are saying what's going to happen in the future. If you read all the reports from all the credible sources, locally, regionally or internationally, everybody is predicting a very healthy growth for the real estate sector in Dubai. Really? Moving forward. Going forward. I have to say, no. I, every time I, everyone I get on this radio station, I keep on going, come on, when the, where's the dip coming? When's the dip? <laughs> and no one's forecasting I, I, it yet. I, I don't think anytime soon. But if you just read, uh, as I mentioned, the reports, credible reports, they're all predicting a very healthy growth in the GDP and also in the real estate sector moving forward, yeah. driven by so many factors that the UAE and Dubai has been working on for a very long time. And they prove to the whole world how they handle crisis times, how mm. they plan for the future and how they put very promising um, urban plans and they actually deliver it. Yeah, you're seeing, I mean, for example, we had the announcement of, that. you know, it's, it's this adi- constant sort of adding of the benefits around the communities. Correct. So, for, for example, we had this 100-kilometer new countryside trekking path yeah, that was announced over the weekend. That's part of the 2040 plan to enhance the lifestyle in Dubai and increase the green um, uh, areas in Dubai, maximize them, ensure that Dubai has a lot of um, uh, walking, uh, cycling tracks um, and making sure it's not just a great city to work in, but also to live in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, coming up, I really want to talk to you about the um, about landlords trying to raise rent, sure. basically, and behaving badly and yeah. suggesting making people move out because, yeah. of course, people are getting greedy now. You can understand it. There's been you know quite quite lean times for landlords recently, and and now they might be seeing it as an opportunity to raise rent. Um, so we, I imagine there's lots of questions going to come in about that, sure. even within my own community. 
Luckily, our rent review went through quite easily, but that might be because they know I'm a pain. <laughs> yes. And, and you know you're on the Property Today show, yeah, too, so they yeah, cannot they mess might, with you. They can't mess with me. Uh, but they are trying to mess with other people in sure, my community. We, we can share a few yeah. insights on how uh, tenants can protect themselves. Yeah. And we can, I can just highlight for them, uh, again, the laws and yeah. what are their rights uh, in regards to increases. Yeah, because it's funny. I thought that I knew it all. And then when it actually came to sort of the what the group WhatsApp sort of chat, I was a bit like, oh, I might just want to check a couple of details. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. With all this talk of global warming and rising emissions over the last couple of weeks uh, around COP27, it got us thinking about what we can do on a personal level to improve our own eco-friendly credentials. Now, while government policy is needed for dramatic change, I would argue, but maybe people will differ. It is increasingly clear that personal action can make a difference. Nearly 40% of global carbon dioxide emissions apparently come from the real estate sector. Now, of these emissions, apparently uh, 70% are produced by building operations, while the remaining 30% comes from construction. Fascinating to hear that figure. Uh, and as always, it's great to have the famous Mohanad Alwadir, the wolf of real estate, in the studio to give us his perspective. But I have another person as well. Now yeah. I've got two experts. Yeah, we, we haven't expert in the room so I'm, I'm very excited to uh, to have her with us because i have a lot of questions about this topic personally and i think um there are a lot of talks i've been doing real estate for a long time dealing with a lot of individual or institutional investors and everybody seems to now be interested in in you know investing in green or sustainable developments because over time they started to feel the heat first of all a lot of people complain about buying properties and then getting shocked about the uh, costs of ownership. And if you talk to any property management manager or uh, facility manager or even owner association manager, they'll tell you that the biggest expense that they have to spend on, ma- on owning property goes to utilities. It goes between anywhere between 40 up to sometimes 70%, imagine, uh, of the annual service charges. So it's great that we have an expert to educate us more about this and how we can get it right. We do indeed. <laughs> Tatiana Antonelli uh, from the social enterprise company Goombook. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio. We really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me and what a great introduction. <laughs> ah, he's very good at those. He's very good. good. <laughs> and I know that Mahana will have, um, have lots and lots of different questions. I, I mean, personally, I, I want to know as a renter, how easy is it to make your property more environmentally friendly? How easy? Because many of us rent properties here in the UAE. So maybe you've been a bit like me listening to these emissions report and you're suddenly getting a bit worried about, you know, whether there was some sort of contribution that we could make as individuals. You know, is it possible to retrofit a rented villa in a way that actually has any sort of impact? Absolutely. But what I would say, the first advice is always about behavior. The way we use our homes is fundamental. So the way I'm going to use the AC, for example, the electricity is the first step. We need to be mindful that the AC doesn't have to be at 16 degrees. It can be at 22, 24, ideally. Um, we don't have to keep all the lights on all the time. This is what our grandparents used to tell us, right? Correct. Switch off the light when you leave the room. <laughs> so these are the first thing, behavior change. Um, just uh, analyze how we uh, consume. And then after that, of course, the, the electronics we have around the house are important. How, they need to be energy efficient. So if I'm going to rent a place... Sometimes I will find it already fitted. Uh, But if I need to buy my dishwasher, my refrigerator and all this, 
please make sure you buy them energy efficient AAA um, energy starts because that was going to make a very big difference. Um, and then, of course, it's about uh, the water consumption, for example. And mm-hmm. uh, that not only I think is important in terms of, of uh, economies and saving money, but also here water is produced by desalination. It's very intensive in terms of, you know, uh, energy and CO2 emissions plus another impact on the marine environment because of the brine. So water for me is a very, very important aspect and we can reduce the amount we use in our showers first of all the time. Let's reduce it to five minutes instead of 10, 20 minutes. Uh, and we can change the faucet. So there are technology or little gadgets that you can apply in your um, in your shower, in your bathtubs, in the kitchen, in any faucet that will allow you to reduce the water consumption up to 70%. So these are the little things that don't cost much, but really, really help. Amazing tips. But this is all inside the house. I know a lot of villa owners, Tatiana, who complain about the water consumption in their gardens. So what do you have to say to to these owners or tenants? So in the garden, it's very interesting. First, we should look at what are we planting? Mm -hmm. Let's stop planting trees that come from, you know, tropical areas and need hundreds of liters of water every day. Let's look at indigenous species, desert plants and desert shrubs and trees. I mean, we have almost more than 300 different species that are gorgeous. So let's look at those and they will require watering maybe twice a week. That's it. Okay. Uh, why do we need to have perfect green lawns like if we were in the, in, in the UK, you know? Here we should look at having less grass mm-hmm. and more shrubs, more uh, indigenous plants. And then we need to talk to our gardeners. We need to help them, educate them on where is the water coming from and what is the impact. Because sometimes they just go in and... For minutes and hours, they just water and water. And at the wrong time as well. At the wrong time, early in the morning, and then that is actually going to kill the plant. So this is very important as well. Well, Uh, Oh, sorry, Karen. No, no, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, what happens if you you own your villa, for example? So you're a bit, you've got a bit more freedom and therefore, and and how you should look at the property in in that way to make it sort of greener. But I imagine Mahanad wants to go even further back than that. (laughs) Yeah, I want to go before that. We had a small chat just off air before we started and um, you know typically when we work with uh, in development of real estate projects uh, the consultants or the architects they always come in and they pitch their value engineering yes. uh, concept and most of the time value engineering means that they're trying to make the project work more for us in terms of space so most of the time they try to optimize the space so we have more usable or sellable or area that we can rent or sell But there is a whole different world now that talks about value engineering from an energy point of view. So what I'm trying to say is most of these architects, they try to maximize the sellable areas. Um, And then when we build the project and we receive it, we get shocked with the amount of money we have to pay to maintain it every year. And that's where everybody starts saying, oh, my God, let me go and get a consultant, energy consultant to help me retrofit or, you know, fix this whole mistake. So how can we fix this? I mean, what do you say to people who uh, to developers and also people who own land and they're about to develop? What kind of advice you can give them? So I think today there's a very interesting aspect, which is digitalization. Mm -hmm. And you can see this with architects and engineers. When you start building a big project through digitalization, you will be able to use less building material. You will be able to know and measure how much AC do you really need in each room, the flow of the air between all the different spaces. Mm -hmm. So everything, even before thinking about the building, is uh, somehow already 
perfectly, ideally uh, engineered for you to reduce building materials, reduce energy consumption, and reduce waste. Because another big problem of the construction industry is the waste. Yeah. There's a lot, and it goes all to landfill. But I have to say, this year there's been a big change. There's been finally the introduction of a fee of uh, to Correct. dispose of the waste. And we've seen, and it's not a big fee, but even it has, an impact. it has an impact. Suddenly, all the construction companies were like, where can I put my waste? What can I do with it? And it's very interesting to look at then and think again at circular economies. How waste can the, then be reused in, uh, in other, in other, for other purposes? So what you were saying at the beginning and the introduction about the role of the government, policies and regulation, they're very, very important because they're going to enable uh, changes. If, if you don't do that, if you don't put a fee, if you don't change a rule, if you don't, you know, even solar panels on, on roofs. If you don't have DOA agreeing on it and allowing you to connect to the grid, you can do whatever you want, but it's not going to work. In the next few minutes, we're going to come back and find out a bit more about what developers can do to make their homes greener, uh, but also what individuals can do if they are building a villa or they have a villa to make sure it, it's greener. And, and not just the homes, as Mohanad uh, mentioned there, also the landscaping around the homes, obviously, is very relevant. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Mohanad Alwadir, as ever, has joined me in the studio to help us grill our special expert, our special guest today, who is Tatiana Antonelli. Now, she's from the social enterprise company Goomberg. And we've invited her into the studio because with all this talk of COP27 and rising emissions, we wanted to look at how uh, what climate action we could take on a personal basis when it comes to our homes. Uh, and uh, Tatiana's already given us lots of advice about retrofitting. If you've missed that, you'll have to download our podcast ahead of time. But Mohanad, I know you've got lots of questions about building yes, property. I, I wish we had more time, but I'll, I'll do it very quickly. So, uh, Tatiana, I've noticed in the last few years a shift in the taste of uh, buyers towards more modern and contemporary. Uh, I'm talking about specifically villas or even buildings. We're seeing a lot of glass uh, facade used in, in uh, construction in buildings. And that typically will result in more heat and that translates into higher bills, right? So what kind of advice do you give to developers or even people who own land and they want to build their own villa and they're really into now the modern contemporary, which is nice because you you get to enjoy the views more, but I'm sure this comes with an expense. So what do you get to tell them? Well, it's it's a very good question because we, we've seen Dubai in the past, and not Dubai, uh, all over the world, cities really growing mainly on glass, yeah. high-rise buildings, villas. And it is a problem because we end up then paying a lot of money for cooling Correct. or heating in other parts of the world. And there isn't um, investment done into the quality of the glass. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we put a very cheap glass specifically for uh, homeowners saying, no, why should I spend all this money on the glass? And then they will regret it because good glass, high-performing glass can help you kind of insulate your home better. Yeah. Of course, less glass would be the best answer. But when we choose to have more glass, we really need to choose it carefully because then it's going to reflect on our bills. To cool a whole glass villa is, is really um, crazy, very expensive, not only for our pockets, but uh, for emissions and for the planet. So, T Talking about uh, pockets, a lot of people, as you mentioned, think of this as an expense and that's why they shy away from it. But what do you also say to them in terms of the return on investment? I see it as an investment because if it's going to save me on the cost of ownership. Absolutely. So 
is there like a formula of like in terms of if we take it item by item? So, for example, if I invest in a, a solar panels or invest in, um, I don't know, LED lights or is there like a scientific way or have you done any research on how much time it will take me to break even and start really enjoying the returns on, on this investment? It's a very good point. We should not see this as a, uh, as a cost, but exactly as an investment. Yeah. And uh, the the main reaction of uh, homeowners is, oh, but I'm going to have this villa maybe just for two or three years. I might move later. But still, it's a good investment because that property will be more valuable. 100%. It's easier to to sell it and to rent it because the, the, the person who will rent it will pay less fees <laughs> to actually operate the, the, the property. And if I sell it, it's it's a greenhouse or it's a greener or more sustainable property. So definitely it's more valuable. Um, so we, sh- we need to see this as an advantage. In terms of investments, the return of investment uh, depends on what we're talking about. So if it's about um, uh, water faucets, yep. that's immediate. Uh, the return of investment is a few months. Um, if we're looking at um, the light bulbs, same. In, within a year, we have the return of investment. Wow. They're not so so expensive. There's, there's been such a shift, you know, in the past years where um, the green uh, uh, items were more expensive. Yeah. And now the, the, the you can see this with solar power panels. Ten years ago, it was really hard to think I'm going to put solar panels on my roof. It was really more than an investment. Mm-hmm. You needed that kind of, of money. Today, no, it's, they're affordable. They're cheaper than actually fossil fuels. Wow. So it does make sense. Plus, now you have the possibility to finance this. Some banks are open to finance. And not only for us uh, homeowners, but also for large entities, for developers, you will have banks that will fund this kind of investment. There are a lot of green funds, they're called, where they actually invest in this. Just one last question, if I can. If anybody uh, listening uh, who would love to actually retrofit their property, uh, be it a unit or a full building, or even somebody who's just entering into development, what can you help them with? Can they just call you and your company and you can just come on board and help them fix? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, right now we are in touch with incredible companies that have mm-hmm. uh, that are working in Dubai. So it's not us as Goombook, but yeah. we can definitely advise you, put you in touch with the solution providers uh, at all levels, from your, you being a homeowner up to um, a developer. Excellent. Absolutely fascinating there to hear uh, the different levels in which I was just thinking maybe you you know you you lose less you use less water but you really get a sense there right from construction from planning right through all the way to the type of utilities that you that you use in the house you know the washing machine the different ways in which you can challenge those emissions uh, and and bring those emissions targets down uh, really lovely to have you uh, Tatiana Antonelli uh, founder of social enterprise company Goombook thank you so much for your time and your expertise it's been amazing thank you. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Right, welcome back to the program. Lots of questions coming in from Mohanad Alwadir, the wolf of real estate. Also questions coming in about how to make our homes more eco-friendly, how to make property development more eco-friendly. We've got Tatiana so Antonelli. So Tatiana here. Yeah, yeah, I kept you. I kept you. I kind of said goodbye to you, but I didn't let, we didn't let you leave. Sorry about that. 
we didn't let you leave. Uh, in fact, a question just come in saying to the wolf of real estate yep. on the agenda. As sustained development, perhaps the hotels in the UAE should only have showers in the bathrooms and cancel the installations of bathtubs. I'll pass this to uh, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a very interesting question because in Dubai, we have um, a specific department of Dubai uh, Economy and Tourism, which is the Sustainable um, Tourism Initiative. So all the hotels have to, you know, abide to specific uh, uh, rules, criteria to uh, show the government that they're making an effort. So it is related to energy consumption, water consumption, building materials, how they treat their waste. A very big topic at the moment is food waste. What's happening with mm-hmm. the food waste? So for hotels, there there is uh, a lot happening. And the big groups are definitely on board. So the Marriott, the Accor, uh, the Hiltons, they're all very, very on board for sustainability from on all fronts. Yeah, actually, I know the team personally from Hilton. And I know that especially on the food side of yes. things, they're really passionate about it. Great. Okay, so Mohanad, endless questions coming in. You've got about two minutes if you want to send them in now. 4001 or WhatsApp 04871 Not very many names. Please do add your name because then we know who we're talking to. Uh, somebody who's just has their... Uh, oh, Roger says, I bought a two-bedroom apartment in Midtown by uh, DR. DR. You know, you're just yeah. too good. <laughs> I noticed prices of apartments all over Dubai going up, but not this one. I'm unable to even get the same price of what I paid in 2020. Do you think the area has a future and I should wait? Or should I sell and look for a better area? Thank you for your help. Yeah, no, definitely with real estate, it's a long-term investment asset class. So I would say always wait for the long-term The specific project he mentioned, a lot of units were sold with a payment plan from the developer. And typically, when a developer introduces such a payment plan, it comes with a premium in the price. So that's why there is still a gap between the current market prices versus what he bought it for. Because most likely, he bought it with the payment plan, which is a bit more pricey. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Okay. Uh, Milad says, can I sell my unit if I have a mortgage on it? Of course you can. Yes. Let the buyer and uh, settle it with the bank. And then it's very smooth. There is a whole system in place and process. So just talk to any of the brokerage companies that help you or the trustee offices. Okay. Mosin says, hi, can I list my property for rent? Yeah, of course you can list it. I don't know, Mosin, why, why are you asking that, Mosin? Mosin, yeah. you need to add you can, a little bit more detail. You can list it then. yourself directly or list it through uh, and one of the certified agencies in town. Ah, Ricky says a similar question. Is it advisable to use multiple agents to rent or sell my villa or give it exclusively to one agent? It's mm. so hard to decide as a multiple villa owner. Well, Rera has made it easier for everybody. They've passed a law now that limits any uh, property owner to list only with the maximum three agencies. So you have no choice. It's either one, two or three. If you actually have a good agency that my advice to you is make sure they have the right track record and they have true specialists in the district where your property lies. Otherwise, don't just give it randomly to any company. Okay, I've got a choice for you now. We can either talk about escrow yep. till the top of the program or save I'll, it. I'll do it in one minute. Or actually, let's save it. Are you sure you yeah, want to yeah, save it? I wanna Because I notice you don't know what an escrow is. So let's do it I've next week. I've got no idea. I literally... <laughs> ne- like, next week, oh, next no, week no. we'll give it justice because I want to make sure people understand it, especially that now off-plan properties are in, in, in the rise. Yeah. So I want to make sure we address this properly. Okay, we'll do it properly <laughs> next week. So yes. make sure you tune in on Monday next week at 10. That's called in radio a tease. Um, okay, this person says... We're looking at renting a villa in Umnahad 3, but it's a new area and there don't seem to be any other retail or other facilities nearby. Do you think that's going to change in the near future as there does just seem to be quite a lot of standalone villas being built? 
Um, look, what from history, historically in Dubai, we've seen a very steady growth in all the hubs in Dubai. It takes time, but it's happening. The area they're mentioning is actually in the outer rings, very close to Dubai land. It's part of Dubai land. So uh, close to the outlet mall, close to Dubai land residence. So there are developments coming up there. Even Amar launched the valley there. So there will be things coming up, but I would say it will take at least five to seven years. Okay, we've got, we've got gratitude from Roger, who says, thank you for answering the question. You guys are awesome. Thank, thank you. We you, like Roger. that too. Uh, MJ says, good morning. I just wanted to tell you that I wait for this segment every Monday. Thank there you. Go. Thank Fan you. mail coming in. This is very exciting. <laughs> Love it. Uh, another question here. Ricky sent in another question saying, please, can you give me some in-depth advice on 12 months vacating notice? Of What's course. What's that? Uh, this is when, this is part of Law 33 of 2008. Article 25.2, which allows the owners to sell properties in one of four conditions, either if they want to live in it and they can prove that they don't have any other option. Second, if they want to sell the property. Uh, third, if they, the property requires a major um, retrofit or modifications that cannot be done with a tenant being in it. And fourth, if the property has to be de- demolished and they have to provide the right reports. According to the same article, the landlord has to serve a legal notice with a 12-month uh, period to the tenant informing them that they have to vacate in 12 months and it has to be served either by notary public or through registered mail. So this oh, is okay. what the 12 so months is all be. about. So that ties in quite a lot because that was from a landlord perspective. Yeah. Ricky there is a landlord. Even as a landlord, if he yeah. wants to vacate one of his tenants in as because of these four reasons, that's how they do it with a 12-month notice. There is another section of the law that states almost like 15 different violations that will allow the landlord to vacate the tenant if, for example, they don't pay the rent, if they uh, misuse the property, if they use it for... Uh, there are so, we can actually cover that in a whole episode later on. Oh, fantastic. And this is very naughty of me because I'm going to go a minute over in order to ask this question. No, no, but okay. I know it's very, it's really key, yeah, yeah. particularly for we people. We can dedicate a whole... Uh, if you want, I can talk about the laws because I know right now a lot of landlords are actually trying to push tenants away. They're being very so naughty. So we can dedicate an episode just to educate the public about this. Yeah, even in my community, um, the landlord has attempted to put uh, the rents up for some people by 20%. Yeah. Is that, they, that's they, not they allowed, They don't know that you're part of the Property Today show, right? They, well, they know they haven't tried it with me. So <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying it with other they people. They should know better. They should know better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you, you, Your landlord can't put your rent up by 20%. They can't. Go to Rira and, or listen to the show next week because Mahanad will tell us exactly why they can't. Uh, Mahanad Alwadir, the Wolf of Real Estate, thank you very much thank indeed. Thank Tatiana Antonelli from Goombuk, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. I've learned so much. It's been a pleasure.